Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. If you guys are interested in signing up for the Adventure Challenge, just head to www.theadventurechallenge.com and use code Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y 15. Again, that's Courtney 15 at checkout and start adventuring. What this is, is it's a book that you get to scratch off an adventure at random, go, go out with your family and experience what spontaneity truly is. You have no idea what the adventure is. It comes with a snap camera, which is super fun. So you can take a picture of your adventure and then put it in the book. It is amazing. Head on over and check it out and get your fun on. Good morning and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. Happy Thursday. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Courtney? So good. I'm really pumped for our conversation and that it's finally here and happening. Yes. Amazing. Divine timing. So I always kick off the show and just ask you to share how you stepped into your dharma, how you got doing the work that you're doing, and really what drove you to step into this purpose. Well, it certainly has been a journey on this end. So I have always been an A-type personality, super overachiever, kind um, from the time that I was really young. I played sports and kept good grades. And I was in every extracurricular activity they would let me volunteer for. And, um, you know, carried that into college with me where, you know, I worked for the dean's office and I worked for the president's office and I kept good grades and I did this and I was an RA and I did that. And I created this lifestyle where I became um, a functioning stress addict, as I like Mm. to say. And, you know, my last year of college, I uh, started my first business in the digital marketing space. I was 23 years old and boy, I didn't know very much about business back then, but I was, you know, gung ho to learn. And I grew that company very quickly to a very successful company. And at the young age of 27, I found myself Um, bedridden for three months with a lot of health issues, chronic fatigue. My body had just completely shut down on me because for so long I had programmed it to just run on cortisol and adrenaline. And I didn't know how to have a successful life, but do that from a calm, relaxed, less reactive place. I was in constant fire drill mode. And this, um, total health crisis really sent me on a new journey and a new path. And through that, I found the practice of meditation and the lifestyle of meditation. 
and became a meditation instructor where I wrote a certification and taught other instructors, as well as coached young professionals like myself who were on the brink of burnout um, from just being overworked and, and not knowing how to have that uh, balance of being successful, but also being able to relax and be less reactive and not live life in a fire drill. And that led me to where I am today. I specifically work with women um, to help them live more presently in the moment and reduce overwhelm. I love working with women executives and entrepreneurs who know that they could be living a different life. They know that they could have more time with their family, more time for self-care, more time for friends and the fun things in life, but they just don't know how to accomplish, accomplish it. And so I provide tools and techniques that not only have I studied, but I've applied in my own life to uh, still operate. I, I operate two very successful companies and, but I do it from a place that I, you know, still have time for the things that I love and the people that I love. Oh, so important. Uh, you know, I, I've seen this common denominator a lot within women because we, we have to carry so much, you know, we're, we're mothers and we're, we're business owners and we're all these things and all these responsibilities and we're expected just to carry it all with a smile. And the, we lose that sense of fun. And I just did a podcast last week and it's so funny you brought that up because it's like as adults, we get going on this autopilot, like I have to do, 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 do. And you accomplish this goal and then it's off to the next goal without that pause to have fun, to celebrate. And it's the little things like in every day where we can incorporate that harmony and peace and excitement again versus feeling like we're just like, having to trudge the road ahead and power through. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, one of the models that I teach is being rather than doing. We mm -hmm. as a society, especially in the United States, um, for your listeners who are in the States, you know, I, I find that some other countries have this a little bit better <laughs> than us. But, uh, you know, we've created this model of success is doing. It's constantly doing. It's, you know, knocking out that to-do list. It's pushing to the next goal instead of pausing to savor the sweetness of accomplishing what you've already accomplished in life and celebrating your successes and celebrating your wins. And we don't teach our, our children, we don't teach ourselves how to be comfortable in the being of who we are instead of just the constantly doing of, of that goal or uh, that next thing that we need to get accomplished. And so I'm a big proponent of, you know, creating stillness, of celebrating your wins and of learning to be comfortable in the state of being rather than doing. Absolutely. And for the listeners, what are some ways to distinguish the difference? Because it can be a very phasey green gray line that you're trying to navigate through on the misconceptions between doing and being because it's uncomfortable to be when we are so comfortable with action. Yes, this was definitely a process for, for me, um, and one that I've been practicing for several years now, but the uh, example that I want to pull from was when I moved to Tulum, Mexico. 
I had a whole series of life events that happened during the pandemic and, uh, you know, I, I needed to move and I thought, well, where do I want to go? And I've always wanted to live in internationally. So I chose Tulum, Mexico. It was one of the only places that was, that was opened to go and do a lot of my own deep inner healing work and really get clear um, about you know, my life purpose and, and my gifts and skills and talents. And when I got to Tulum, I like to say that Tulum is a time warp. Time doesn't really exist in the way that it exists in other places in Tulum. You know, we've we've been taught that it's time and space, but it's really time and space. And this practice became so clear to me when I was in Tulum. And what I learned is in the very beginning, because I was so programmed to constantly be doing, I didn't feel like I was being productive if I was laying in my hammock reading a book on consciousness or reading uh, a book on, you know, I, I, I really love uh, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch and um, the book Pussy from uh, I Regina. love that book. Oh, it's such an amazing book. Such and a those, good book. Yeah, it's so great. So if you haven't read it, I highly recommend both of those. But to lay in the hammock and read a book, which is still you know, working on myself, but I wasn't feeling productive. And so what I found is that I had to really shift my thinking into permission-based thinking, empowerment thinking from within, giving myself permission to take that nap, that 20-minute nap when my body was telling me it couldn't push any longer. It couldn't go any longer. You know, giving myself permission to get up and go see a sunrise and walk on the beach instead of sitting down in front of my email and starting my to-do list. And as I began to give myself that permission, um, I noticed that my that time actually started opening up in my day and I was being more productive when I did sit down at the computer, when I did start to work on my to-do list because I was coming at it from a place where I wasn't rushed, I wasn't crammed, I wasn't in a dire panic of, oh my gosh, I have to get this done and I don't have any time. Time started actually opening up to me. So I really think permission-based thinking is very important. Um, give yourself permission to not complete every single thing on your to-do list. But if you need a nap, go take a nap. If you need to let go of an expectation that something's going to get done today, that's okay. And that appointments with yourself are just as important as appointments with other people. Oh, I like that one. Oh, can we Thank repeat you. that one more time? That's good. <laughs> appointments with yourself are just as important as important as appointments with other people. Yes. I feel like we are the first to put ourselves on the back burner when things get busy or when other people need our time. We can have something with ourselves. And I'm so guilty of this, even, even though I teach not to do this. <laughs> but if a client needs me, I'm like, oh, I'll just shift you know, what I had scheduled around and we'll make it work. And we need to prioritize that time with ourselves because if our tank's not full, we're not going to run anywhere. Right, exactly. You know, we're less focused, we're less productive. You know, I, I teach a lot on present moment living and how to bring yourself into the present moment, you know, and I was just on a call earlier today and she says, 
you know, I constantly find myself not remembering conversations or missing calls or, um, you know, not remembering what my, my child said because my mind is always somewhere else. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's so important for us to create stillness throughout our day. You know, even if it's just two mo two minutes or five minutes in the morning before we get out of bed to create that stillness so that we come into the present moment so that we clear the clutter from our mind and the mind chatter. And um, it actually helps us to be more focused, more productive throughout the day. Yes, absolutely. Have you read the book, Be Here, Be Now? I have not read that book. I'll have to add it to my list. Oh my gosh. So it's all about consciousness. And I have to share this because I actually had, we were, I was just with a client before this podcast and we were talking exactly about what you're talking about. And she saw the book and flipped to this page and she was like, oh my gosh, I get it. Because the man that, you know, we, we have the masculine and we have the feminine and we are both. And the masculine is that doing that linear thinking, that action. And the feminine is like a river flowing, you know, we're in constant motion, but it's a still motion. It's being, you know, able to ebb and flow with what comes versus being like, I have to go A, B, C, D. I can go A, D, F, G. Right. Um, and that's okay. And allowing that to be okay, like you were talking about with the time and space and being in the hammock. I was just getting this visual. So I have to share this page with you because I just, I love it. So in order to become a fully realized being, you must delight in the exquisiteness of every single level. You must take joy in your maleness or femaleness at the same moment that you realize that you are both male and female. So he's talking about the masculine and the feminine. But then you go through the final door and go from form into the formless, into the void, into the beyond, the beyond. When you cross the ocean of samskara, the ocean of illusion, the ocean of attachment, call it what you will. It's the same ocean when you have crossed through all form, you enter into the state of formlessness. It is internally quiet. It never was. And it just made me thinking like when we are in that present moment without having to define everything or plan ahead on what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes or what happened 10 minutes ago, being in fully present moment is so much more of a gift than anything that we could ever give ourselves. And it's called a practice because it does not come easy. Our minds are not wired that way from such a little age. I was just recording videos for one of my courses on this exact topic right now. I was talking about the subconscious mind and how, you know, we are our programs and the programs that we're running on are from are developed and like a sponge, you know, we download those programs from the time where we come into this world or just a little bit before until the age of seven. So unless we've done or are doing work on reprogramming the subconscious mind, we're actually running on these outdated systems, this outdated software from the people that we were learning from, from like age one to seven. You know, so, uh, and it is a practice. It's a daily commitment to yourself to 
create stillness, to bring yourself into the present moment. You know, the majority of us live in a future that hasn't happened or a past that's already <laughs> done. And we're constantly, you know, juggling between the two that we completely miss what's right in front of us and the little joys of life and how beautiful life is right here and right now. And Courtney, I find this, especially with everything going on in the world, and we certainly don't have to rehash any of that, but over these last couple of years, you know, a lot of people are living in that fear and uncertainty and worry and the brain actually craves that fear and uncertainty and worry. It's designed to do that. So these practices, meditation, creating stillness, present moment living, you know, affirmations, things like that are ways that you can reprogram the mind and bring yourself back into the present moment where um, most of the stuff that you imagine about what could happen in the future doesn't even happen. Like 80 to 85% of it doesn't even happen. So you're sitting here worrying about things that 80 to 85% of the things you're worrying about probably aren't even going to come to fruition. So what would you suggest for people to start implementing in their lives right away with consciousness practice? Because it can be really hard to just be. Yes, it is very difficult to just be. So, the, you know, the one of the best ways um, and it's free, it's easy, it's available to all of us is conscious breathing, you know, really just um, taking a deep inhale, taking a deep exhale. That helps to do quite a few things, calming the central nervous system. Um, it's I like to think of it as like you're shutting down the computer, right? When all the programs are running frantically, when you start breathing consciously, like really deep inhales and exhales. I, I personally um, coach my clients on inhaling for a count of four, exhaling for a count of four, and inhaling and exhaling through the nose. Um, unless you're, you know, have problems breathing, then you can inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Um, but this speaks directly to the central nervous system. It shuts down the computer. It reconnects the mind-body connection. And it's like hitting that reboot button. And it's also a great way to practice bringing yourself into the present moment. Um, you know, just, just five deep breaths, 10 deep breaths. So it's got a lot of benefits. So that's one of the ways... Um, Another way is that that's empowerment thinking, that self-talk. Uh, when you find yourself ruminating over thoughts of the future, a future that hasn't happened or thoughts of the past, and there's really nothing we can do about the past, right? Like I should have said this, I could have said that, I would have said this, or you're worried about um, maybe some of the things that are happening in the world today, you know, bringing yourself into the present moment by saying, but in this present moment, and then stating what's what the reality of the present moment is. And so I had a very uh, close personal experience with this, where I had to become very good at, at living in the present moment. My mom had become sick in August, and she ended up in the ICU on life support. And you know, I have been teaching present moment living for, my goodness, several years now, but never really in a life or death situation. And so 
one of the ways that I practice present moment living was through the self-talk. And what I would say is, you know, my when my mind would go to future thinking of, is she going to survive? She may not live. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to clean her clothes out? You know, all of these things I would say to myself, but in this present moment, she's resting, her body's getting the rest that it needs. Uh, her lungs are being breathed for, right? This machine is helping her breathe. And in this present moment, she's still alive. And so I know that that's a very extreme way to do it, but I share that because even in the most extreme situations, we can practice bringing ourselves into the present moment and to really focus on what the facts of this present moment are. And that will get you out of the overwhelm of the future and the regret of the past. So these are two uh, amazing tools that are available. And then meditation. Meditation is such an important tool um, for us. It, it is the mental exercise that retrains our brain and our body to think and process in a different way. Absolutely. I know I always preach that our breath is medicine and we, we have something so magical and so power right within us, but we forget to use it. <laughs> it's so yes. available and it's so simple, but it's so true. We want to, we want to complicate the things out of everything that we do. And I love that you brought up that story with your mom. Um, when I was at my rock bottom, I literally used to have to like talk out loud to myself because it was so busy inside of my head that I would literally have to like talk myself through like, okay, right now you're holding an ice cube. Right now you're going to take a deep breath. Right now you are alive. You're healthy. Everything around you, you have a beautiful home. Like I would have to tell myself these things because we have to train our brain because we're comfortable. Like you were saying, we get this addiction to the cortisol levels being inspired, to our stress, to everything being out of whack with our hormones. So when we feel peace within it's like boring, like we're uncomfortable in it because it's not where we're used to being in chaos and drama and all the excite. Yes, exactly. It was crazy to me when I learned that we become addicted to cortisol, you know, cortisol oh, yes. is a hormone that gets released into our system. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a great hormone, but it's not a great hormone when we're operating from it 80 to 85% of our day. And when I realized that we actually become so addicted to it that we create scenarios to keep the cortisol rush flowing, this was mind boggling to me. And, you know, then I started looking at my life, like, well, where am I creating scenarios that are causing me to go into this fire drill mode because I need my cortisol rush. Right. And you're right. Like the, the self-empowerment talk is so important because that is what retrains the brain, you know, and I have personally been testing this. Uh, I like to run these little experiments in my life and I've personally been running these experiments in various situations over the last year, year and a half. One of the most recent ones, I was, um, I love to hike. I'm a, I'm a big hiker and I love to hike into waterfalls. And I was recently in Costa Rica hiking up the side of mountains into these waterfalls that a lot of people don't go to. And I noticed that I was having a lot of fear, um, fear of 
heights, which I've never had. I've never faced any of this before. And so one of the things that I started doing was paying attention to what the thoughts were that were flowing through my mind. And as I began to shift those thoughts and saying things like, you know, nature loves me and I am protected out here. And, you know, I, I'm exploring the, the beauty of this creation that earth has to offer. I noticed that the fear started going away. So it's really important. Like, what are you saying to yourself and given moments throughout your day? Because really everything starts with from a, a thought in the mind and it's how we're talking to ourselves and what we're saying that either sends us spiraling into panic, more fear, more worry, or shifts us into that state of bliss, that state of, of happiness and joy. And it really is as simple as shifting the inner dialogue, although shifting the inner dialogue isn't simple. <laughs> I know. I think one of the most powerful things for me was learning that we're all just energy and we come here to learn how to manipulate that energy. And when I started studying Dolores Cannon and when I became a Reiki master and stuff, I really understood where that energy was and how powerful it was and that it was there. And I, I think for me, it was, I was raised very fire and brimstone religious. And so that we aren't energy, there's no science, there's no anything. And so coming into that as a Reiki master, I really struggled going back and forth with, oh, well, I'm feeling this, I know it's real, but this is bad. And so being able to kind of retrain my mind and unlearn, which I think was the hardest part for me personally, was having to all of these limiting beliefs that I had been told my entire life from right and wrong and asking myself like, well, why is this right or wrong? And allowing myself the permission to ask why in certain situations. And just like you said, like, well, why am I thinking this? What, where did this come from? I haven't fallen off a cliff in Costa Rica. Why am I scared? <laughs> right, exactly. Like I've been to, you know, several waterfalls here. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just want to say congratulations, Courtney, on um, your success in that. I was raised in a very religious home as well. And, uh, you know, very similar to your story. It's like, yeah. no, none of this exists. I mean, I've been into witchcraft with my family for the last 10 years, right? Because I'm into meditation and I practice stillness. Uh, and, you know, it, it does take um, dedication and a commitment to yourself to, to, get, to give yourself the permission to dive in and really question, like, is this something that you know, I even need in my life today, is this something that holds true for me? Or is this just something I'm believing because someone told me along the way that this was how things are. And it really takes a lot of courage to step into that place of, of shifting out of our limiting beliefs and our self-sabotaging habits, but it is possible. And I'm really proud of you for your journey and accomplishing that. You too. I know it's, it's not easy to, um, unlearn and grant that, give yourself that permission. The permission slip to everyone else, no problem, but giving it to ourselves, that's a whole nother dialogue. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when, what do you have going on? Re, like, I know you said you were working on videos and stuff. What do you have in the works right now that people can jump in on? Or how do people find you? Like, how does that whole work? So you're all, you're all over the place. You're Costa Rica, you're Tulum, you're 
Yeah, I've truly created the life I love living. You know, when I people love ask that. Me, what would you change? I'm like, not really much because I love my life. <laughs> and uh, I love working with women to help them create the life that they love living from wherever they are. You know, I create, I like to look at it as uh, the, the caterpillar into the chrysalis to turn into a beautiful butterfly, right? Sometimes we have to go through that breakdown in order to get to the breakthrough of being the butterfly that we were meant to be all along. So I currently have a 90-day coaching program for women who are serious about evolving and transforming their life. We dive into uh, a lot of the mind-body connection, the central nervous system, how the brain works, how and where we carry stress, why we um, you know, have these patterns that show up from a physiological standpoint. And then, so there's a, a, a short course online that they can go through to learn about some of those things. And then we hop on a call every week and we talk about real life scenarios that are happening for them right now and what are tools and techniques that they can use in the moments of overwhelm and stress um, to truly, you know, shift out of it or just observe it and sit with it uh, for a period of time so that they can really begin to take the steps to creating the life that they've been dreaming of. So that's one way. And then I have um, online mini courses that people can take in addition to my larger courses of meditation certification and, and breath, uh, tranquil breathing. I have come out with these mini courses that are like an hour, hour and a half of deep dives into maybe the conscious and the subconscious or into the central nervous system or ways to practice awareness, for example. So that's what I've been shooting videos on these last few weeks. And you can find me on my website at briannabragg.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-A-B-R-A-G-G.com. Ah, uh, Brianna, so much good stuff. My gosh, I love that you have little mini courses too. So you can dip your toes before you commit. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you can feel yeah, it out. Us, yeah. Not all of us want to do a 90 day program. So do an hour and see how it feels. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I want to touch on that. You said to really sit with the, the bad feelings too, and learn how to do that because our emotions only last 90 seconds, but it's our beliefs around those emotions that make us spiral. And so right. when we're able to just sit with it and be like, whoa, this doesn't feel too hot and just acknowledge it, it goes away. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You know, I, one of the misconceptions that I've had people talk to me about with meditation is that meditation is like, you know, getting rid of things, you know, it's, no. it's ignoring the emotions or the thoughts or the feelings or trying to push them away. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It actually expands our ability to be with all of our emotions, all of our thoughts, you know, from a place that's not judging them or not attached and chasing them, but from just a place of like, oh, here you are again. Well, this is here. Let's see what you have to show me today, right? So it really expands our ability to feel through it all without being attached or judging it, the experience. Mm. That's beautiful. I know. And all my meditations, I, oh, I always say it's like a cloud floating by. You don't need to attach to it. We're just observing and sitting with it. That's it. <laughs> just watching them float by. That's right. Like a movie, you know, yes. I, I live a life of observation. And um, when my, after my mom got sick, I, 
came back, you know, once she came out of the hospital and rehabilitated and everything, I've been in and out back home, rehabilitating, helping her to rehabilitate. And it's been fascinating to be living with my parents again, uh, after being out of the house for almost 20 years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not here all the time, but enough to where it was like, oh, I've got triggers that I haven't I did. I thought I worked through all That's of this. That's still there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Love it when that happens. Yeah. It's a life of observation. We just oh. view them as they appear. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just had that happen last week. I had someone text me and I was like, oh, I was like, I thought I, I thought we dealt with this. What is this? Right. Why is this here? <laughs> oh, you're knocking on the back door again. Well, let's invite you in. Come on in and sit down. <laughs> exactly. What lessons are here to learn today? Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I just thank you so much for the wisdom that you're doing and putting out into the world and sharing with all of us and raising consciousness and helping people learn how to do this because we all, I, I just feel the world would be, a, the, the world, gosh, I can't even talk today, that we <laughs> The world as a collective would be a completely different dynamic if we all knew and had the tools to tap into this power that each one of us holds and it is completely free. Yes, exactly. You know, um, my, my, one of my friends and I have a saying, we say, you're only the person you are up until this moment. And from this moment forward, you can choose to be anyone you want to be if you're willing to commit to yourself to be that person. Yes. Oh, I feel like that needs to be framed somewhere. Do you have that frame somewhere? You need it. I do have it on my website. So you okay, can remember good. it from there. And yeah, I think I should get a frame for that. You're right. That would look you great. You should. I love that. It's like you can get creative with that little vinyl, little something, something. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. And we will be in touch so soon. Thank you for your time, Courtney. It's great to be here. And, uh, you know, please connect with me on my website or on Instagram at Bree.Bragg. And we'll talk Absolutely. soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.